I mean, this is also calling to mind as well. Like I just saw before we started recording that um, you and Blair, who is uh, Tony Blair's son, uh, you know, that's a beautiful name. Ewan? Yeah, E-U-A-N. I knew it was an E-O-I-N because E-O-I-N, <laughs> great. That's good. Like it. E-U-A-N, that's, that's, a, that's a Celtic champion or something. <laughs> but you and Blair was on The Economist, uh, The Economist's podcast uh, talking about his, you know, he's the founder of this tech startup called Multiverse.io. Uh, of course he is. Yeah, of course he is, uh, which, you know, calls itself unlocking the many possible paths to a successful career through professional apprenticeships. In other mm-hmm. words, it's a fucking like, you know, connecting interns, you know, connecting companies to interns. Um, but he was on this, uh, he was on their podcast talking about how, you know, why he thinks universities do not level the playing field as, as you and Blair Again, Tony Blair's son says, quote, the system disproportionately benefits people who already have plenty of privilege. Motherfucker, turn your monitor on. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at yourself. (laughs) The coal is coming from the house. But that's exactly what all this shit is, right? That's exactly what all of this ideology is. is it's, It's the son of Tony Blair telling you that the system is bad because it disproportionately benefits people of privilege, you know, POPs, people of privilege. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 you know, but you and Blair, he's one of them. So he can speak, you know, he can speak from that experience, right? That's his identity. His identity is as a person of privilege. Uh, and, and so, you know, he recognizes the problems. And so he's here to solve them for us, you know, through his startup that, you know, is a, a Uber before interns, you <laughs> we there's a simple way to to get past the race problem. Let Masayoshi son give me four billion dollars at a valuation of ninety six billion dollars, and in five to ten years, I will fix the race problem. <laughs> I, I I trust you, Ed, but if anybody else was saying that they had a final okay. solution for the All race right. problem, <laughs> I did not say. It. I was simply saying I think that we could leverage underutilized assets and idle capital to get cheap deals on junk bonds that we could then flip to blah, 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 and then reverse um, racism. That's what we'll do. You really dug yourself out of that one, Ned. We, we just had a Farrakhan, a Farrakhan quote on a recent no. episode, so it was looking a little grim there for a second. Yeah, listen, I don't want people getting the wrong idea. I hate Farrakhan. Kill Malcolm X. I'll fight him in hell. I'm, he's one. He's on my list. Truth, <laughs> but that quote was good. <laughs> that was. <laughs> 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 right. That reminds me of uh, of what was it like Hillary Clinton's plan to defeat ISIS? That was like step one: uh, invade Afghanistan. Step step two: defeat ISIS. <laughs> Step three, challenge Louis Farrakhan to a duel for some reason. (laughs) So, you know, but speaking on the digital divide, Chun Chun really nails it here as well. I mean, talk about the solution Uh, in the in this. uh, She has a great quote here where she says, quote, 
Corporations also have no problem with the digital divide because they use the disparity between potential and actual empowerment to insinuate themselves as, quote unquote, the solution. By defining technologically produced racial equality as the ideal, they argue for increased technological technology adaptation until such racial consumer equality is reached, effectively giving themselves an unending mandate. This mandate to eradicate inequality begs the question, why exactly is internet access valuable? Indeed, narratives of the digital divide and digital empowerment form a circle that circumvents questions about the value of information or the value of access alone, since the internet, redefined through issues of social justice, becomes inherently valuable and desirable. In other words, Chun's letting a little bit of that Luddite flag uh, fly right. here, you know? Uh, but, but that is... But she really nails it here. One, the circular logic of we've identified the problem and the solution happens to be uh, our technology. And the only way to solve the problem is through, uh, you know, increasingly more applications of the solution, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. our technology. Uh, mm -hmm. Repeat, you know, rinse, repeat until you get the desired effect. But I, I really like that Chun get, cuts to the heart of the matter here, you know, saying there's, there's a baseline assumption here is that why is this valuable in the first place? Why is it that, you know, all of the, you know, reports from the UN about the digital divide, commercials and marketing and initiatives from companies about the digital divide. Why is it that the unanswered assumption or the unquestioned assumption here is always more access? More access to our services, to our goods is a, uh, uh, an inherently valuable and desirable thing. Never is the question of access uh, or rather never is the answer of access ever turned into a question of why. Mm -hmm. Why mm -hmm. access? Why do we all need to be on the internet, on the computer 24-7? Don't give me this bullshit about, you know, circular logic that, you know, it's going to solve racism or, or create equality. Uh, I'm looking around and, I, you know, wh where? Where has it done that? Never. Anywhere. No place. The internet has, in, in fact, the internet has done wonderful things like even more racism. It has created genocides and it has given people new, magical, uh, beautiful ways to say slurs without getting caught, uh, to uh, make uh, deeply racist things you didn't know were possible, right? It has uh, pushed the limits of the racist imaginary. It is hard to imagine, it is hard to take seriously. Both then and now, I'm sure, uh, the arguments that racism ends when your computer, where the computer screen begins. Yeah, and, and she she talks about this real, you know, this interesting report from 2000 from uh, the UN Secretary General's report on information technology. You know, looking at like you know developing countries, and and the report employ, you know, urges developing nations to catch the quote unquote internet express, right? Hop on this uh, information superhighway uh, and get into the digital age. Uh, again, it becomes this like mandate, this imperative, right? That if you 
it, 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 it blows up that same logic of um, you are discriminated against because you have not chosen to pick up the tools around you that will prevent you from being discriminated against. And it blows that same logic up, which is a very like individual identity um, scale application to the scale of nation states. Essentially, you know, the UN is telling, you know, developing countries, you know, largely in like, you know, in Africa is where this is really being, you know, uh, pushed to the reason why you haven't developed is because you have not become like the United States or like Estonia. You know, you haven't embraced internet connectivity. You haven't embraced ICT. And, you know, and therefore you, you are leaving yourself out of the global economy. Uh, you have chosen not to engage in the global economy, you know, and the subtext here is, it's your own damn fault. It's your own damn fault.